I see earbuds as a way to replace the brick cell phone, you know, sort of the brick style cell phone that we use in the future, because with voice assistance and connectivity, you won't need to carry this around. I mean, you can pretty much do everything on the earbud that you would do on the phone, except for maybe like type out an email, but you can voice record mm-hmm. an email. This is Found in the Rockies, a podcast about the startup ecosystem and the Rocky Mountain region, the founders, funders, and contributors, and the stories of what they're building. I'm Les Craig from Next Frontier Capital, and on today's show, we have Shay Gerhardt, who shares with us her literal pain point in the ear moment, which started on the slopes that was the origin story for butterflies the most comfortable wireless earbuds on the market, meant for extended wear. Shay takes us through an amazing founder journey of grit, empathy, and showing up every day to bring her life's work to audiophiles everywhere. Hi, Shay. Thanks so much for joining us today. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm glad to chat. I'm excited. So uh, to start off, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, yourself, your story, and what life is like these days in Denver? Okay. So we started Butterflies about four years ago. Most of that time was us developing the product. And it started when I, I mean, sort of anecdotally started when I was, I was in the music industry for a long time. I'm like close to 14 years in the music industry, but I was going skiing, the skiing in Colorado. I don't know if it's anything like Montana, but when you have to go skiing there, the traffic can be terrible, especially on powder days. So the night before I was super anxious that I was going to miss that 5am wake up call. And so ended up falling asleep with a pair of those old plastic you know, wired earbuds that came with all of our free devices back then. They should have paid us to wear those things back (laughs) in the day. Those were terrible. I mean, the ironic thing is that that design, that in-ear design is exactly the same as it is, was then, right? So Mm -hmm. the wired version. But I, and, you know, prior to that, I had, I listened to a ton of audiobooks and podcasts. Like I love reading, but when I have in-between times and I'm traveling or doing the laundry or whatever it is, I love listening. I love you know, getting new perspectives and learning new things. So I'm sort of addicted to that stuff. And I'd say to my friends, like, hey, you know, have you listened to this podcast or have you read this audiobook or listened to this audiobook? Um, and then a lot of people would say to me, like, I can't listen to, I can't use earbuds that long or it hurts my ears too much. They fall out of the time. So I had this experience where that night I'd fallen asleep with earbuds in and they, I woke up with like crazy ache soreness in my ear, but I was going skiing and what do you not, I mean, you're probably not supposed to ski with earbuds in, but I was like, I can't not go. That's, that's, that's okay. We won't <laughs> yeah, tell anyone. Not, the, I'm not safe. Don't do this at home. But I actually ended up breaking those that it's called a plastic clamshell material design. So that design, I ended up breaking it up open and putting that those components in my kids' swimmer's wax and then wore them underneath my helmet all day. They were super comfortable and never caused that pain, even though I had the pain from the night before. Plus the sound environment was so much cleaner that it was just an awesome experience. So the, the following Monday I'd gone into work and my CFO at the time, I was like, Hey, I listened to what I invented this weekend. And he's like, Oh, that's got to exist already. Right. So we looked for it and nothing like that existed on the marketplace. And his wife is a patent attorney. So she was like, let's patent this. Before we went down the patent road, I was like, all right, let's make sure this is not just a problem between 
me this one night and all my friends, right? So we did a long time and we spent a significant amount of time doing product market fit, including doing test market buys. Like we would go, we, and I actually, I think it's more common now, but then I got this idea from, it was Wired Magazine where he was like, I shipped out this little note that said, hey, do you want to buy this subscription to Wired Magazine? And enough people wrote back that he actually produced the magazine, right? And so I did the same thing. We did it digitally, right? So we said, hey, here's all the fe- here are the features that sets that we think are going to have the biggest impact and then the different price points. And so we shipped that out and actually got landed where we are today on it. But so, and it turns out like the reason that fit or long-term comfort is doesn't work is because... The earbud design, the in-ear design, which is exactly the same on every single earbud in the Mm -hmm. marketplace. The only difference is that little rubber ear tip or foam ear tip that you're talking about. And the reason is the human Mm. ear is constantly moving when you talk to exercise. So that friction that happens with that hard plastic design is why they slip out. It's why they cause ear fatigue because it's like constantly moving against it. And then the other reason is because Everyone in this price point Mm -hmm. range, we're sort of in the mid price point range, which is a $300 range. Everyone in this price point range overproduces, uses sort of a low end speaker so Mm -hmm. they can have one range. So they overproduce the bass sounds, which, you know, we've sort of grown up on because Apple did this, you know, starting in 14 years ago with the iPod. But that Mm -hmm. um, overproduction of sound or bass causes. Uh, fatigue, sound fatigue in your actually in your cartilage. So that vibration that coming through the plastic design. And so the we set out to in create and develop an earbud that is that flexes with your ear as it moves. It never has a hard state. So it's continually comfortable. We actually ended up with a material design that works with your body heat. So it gets more comfortable the longer you wear it. It also has a, it has a damping effect that will stop those vibrations coming through what happens on the plastic ones. So it also helps with that. But we've also brought in a high-end speaker. So this high-end speaker generally comes from like the thousand plus range earbud speaker. And it was designed originally for the hearing aid industry, but it has a very clean sound and you can hear all the nuances of it. We don't overproduce the bass because we're trying, we know our users, which are heavy earbud users, are wearing them for long periods of time. Fascinating. I never realized there was so much science that when went into the, you know, this product development for, for, for your company. Do you, do you have a background in, like, are you, do you, did you study audiology or how did you happen to get, you know, obsessed so much about this? It's fascinating. Yeah. I mean, the only sure. relevant part, I mean, I guess I was in the music industry. I worked for my latest company. I worked for was Beatport, which is like the second largest digital download, but for DJs. So we have really high-end files and sound. And I did a bunch of headphone deals with those guys. And the sound is so important to DJs, obviously. And so I spent a lot of time learning about that. But I also, I have dyslexia. And so I can't read as quickly as I'd like to. And so Audible came out. It was like my... That was like my lifesaver. Me too. I could ingest as much content and stuff as I wanted to. It's like been the best thing that's ever happened to me. Like I literally like uh-huh. written the CEO to tell him how much I appreciate him. But and then podcasts are doing the same things, right? So I don't have a ton of research. My expertise comes in when is. I started out in with the biggest advertising agency in the world and then and worked in I wasn't creative. I worked in brand strategy and go-to-market strategy. So that's been my expertise. And since then I've worked for a lot of startups and big companies 
doing that for them and essentially you know, even for crowded marketplaces, bringing in a product offering into credit marketplaces and making that that grow as long as it's a good product, right? So that's where my world has been. And then, I, you know, when my CFO at the time had come up with this idea, we just decided to go for it because, and, you know, it's a little scary, but what we knew the best is going, is sort of going into big crowded marketplaces that have had no innovation. And this one particularly hasn't had, it's a huge industry. It's a $30 billion industry, but it hasn't had any innovation in 14 years. Right. So except, I mean, in 2017, the Bluetooth technology became stable enough for wireless. Wow. But besides that, nothing else has really changed. And the, you know, like, as I mentioned that the current industry solution to the fit problem is that little rubber ear tip. But still with that, the top search item next to earbuds on, on Google is a long-term comfort. How do I find comfortable earbuds? You know, how do I get my earbuds to stop hurting? Comments, right? And so this current industry solution is not working. So we set out to find redesign the thing completely different and with a comp- and and then have this focus on high quality sound for this price point range. I mean, what a perfect opportunity as a founder and CEO to leverage your, your superpower in brand strategy and market strategy and bringing product into crowded marketplace. Like, it's almost like the, you know, the, yeah. the, the perfect alignment of the stars here. Yeah. Well, did you always want to be an entrepreneur or was that something that you just kind of? So entrepreneurial businesses are my fa- were my favorite companies ever worked and like watching them grow is the most thrilling thing in the world or, you know, sort of being a part of that. So, but me, I love business. And so we, I've always done stuff like this for other companies and to do it for yourself with a product that you really feel like it's going to solve for, you know, a huge industry aspect. I think it's the most exciting fun thing I've ever done. And, you know, we're going about it totally differently. Like, and, and again, knowing what the, knowing this, that every earbud in the space is going after the music industry and saying, you know, and this started with the, the iPod and the Apple acquired earbuds, but they're saying like, listen, we're using the sexy artists and those as our ambassadors to this entry point into the marketplace. And however, the way we consume content and the content that we're consuming has changed dramatically since that time, 14 years ago, when they were originally designed this way. And a- as a result, people are wearing them much longer. And particularly after the pandemic, it's helped me a ton in the sense that I you know, no longer have to explain to people like, yeah, heavier, but users use them from one to seven hours per day. And during that, and, and even with that, only about 20, 15 to 20 minutes of that is with music. So we really took a deep dive into how the use case of what people are doing and how we could develop a product that would make that use case the most clean and delightful experience they could possibly have, right? And so a few things when we talk about this, like one is we wholeheartedly have gone after this spoken word category aspect of it because... Music, while we love music, we're huge music, you know, audiophiles in that regard. But we also know that for general earbud use, that's what we're using it for. But that a lot of people are spending a ton of time on phone calls. So that communication, you have to have a really clean microphone. You have to have a clean, crisp sound in your ears. So you can hear everything that they're saying. You can hear the deep breaths. You can hear the sighs. You can hear the slight giggles way better than any other pre- you know, earbud. So that was sure. very important to us. But then also those moments where you have like 20 minutes and you're going to 
go walk to the grocery store or whatever it is, or, you know, cross country ski or go hiking or whatever it is. And you get to like, choose your content. Like, you know, for me, I love history books or history podcasts. And I get, you know, that I just, that 20 minutes where I can like quickly hear about whatever it is, Malcolm X, or I just happened to be listening to one of Malcolm X this morning. But so our brand positioning is like, listen, we're, we're going after that growth mindset. So the reason we named it butterflies is because of the butterfly effect in that the flap of a wings can affect weather patterns on the other side of the world. And so too can a growth mindset, right? So that fascinating. So essentially you're, you know, you think about like the celebrity model, like, Oh, we've got Dr. Dre, the butterfly is your celebrity. In other words, the spoken spread. Yeah. I love and it. And it's just that moment where you get a like, I mean, even like I read this cool article once from on um, how the earbud, everyone now in public spaces is wearing earbuds, like when they're commuting, when they're walking around downtown. But it's sort of like a way for humans to be connected with each other because we're social beings. But it's also that moment where you get to yourself. So you're listening to your chosen content that 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 sort of feeds your soul. And so I thought that was such a cool way to explain it because there's a, also on the flip side, there's been plenty of people who are like, why are they wearing earbuds all the time? Like, I feel like they're not paying attention to me. Right. Yeah. So that's why. Well, speaking of that, do you ever, this kind of a, a future futurist question, but do you ever think we'll just, we will wear them 24 seven? Yeah. So, I, I mean, actually my, I see earbuds as a way to replace the brick cell phone, you know, sort of the brick style cell phone that we use in the future, because with voice assistance and connectivity, you won't need to carry this around. I mean, you can pretty much do everything on the earbud that you would do on the phone, except for maybe like type out an email, but you can voice record mm -hmm. an email. Sure. Um, you can schedule appointments, you can order things through voice assistance. Yep. So yeah, I do think that the earbud and is a way to, will replace the, the, cell phone in the future. And that starts with a nearbud you can comfortably wear for long periods of time. Right. I, I couldn't agree more. It's fascinating. You know, speaking of the tech, so you, you mentioned a couple things there in, in terms of, you know, not only the voice recording. So I assume there's a microphone. Can you talk a little bit about like the full, you know, what they look like? Obviously people are listening to this, so maybe they're not necessarily Googling uh, yeah. butterflies, but I mean the the earbud the in ear experience is squishy, right? And so, mm -hmm. and then we actually chose to go uh, with a wireless tether versus a true wireless. The reason we did that is because we know our users are using their earbuds for you know long periods of time. So we actually have nine and a half hours of full use. So that means full volume talking on the phone listening to podcasts, you know, music, whatever you're listening to. And then we have 33 hours of idle in that, the wireless tether. We also have a Amazing. connector system that where the earbuds are female and our cable systems are male. So the wireless tether can unplug from the earbuds and then you can actually plug in a wired cable. So we originally did it like, oh, because people are going to be traveling long, you know, this internationally. And so they, if you or if you forget to charge your earbuds, you always have access to them. But anecdotally, like once we launched on the marketplace, like people are like, oh, I want to sleep with my earbuds and I don't want Bluetooth connectivity. Or so I really love your cable system. Or I like to meditate without Bluetooth going through my head. Or I don't even know if there's science behind that, but it's... Um, <laughs> and so 
Sure. That's why, why a lot yeah. of people are doing it. And so now Amazing. our wired cable is, it's a $50 accessory, but it mm-hmm. is one in six purchases includes a cable. So it turns wow. out that a lot of people actually really like that feature of it. Yeah, it is interesting. It's so interesting when you get, uh, you have all these assumptions about a product and, you know, you do as much research as you can, but until you're on the market, you don't really know much, you know? So it's been so fun. We launched in May, actually the very end of May, but after the biggest crisis in supply chain history, but we did it. We got out. We don't need to talk about that. (laughs) But we did it. And then, I mean, getting into people's hands, like it's so cool. Right now we have like a 4.2 star rating. And like, even when we get a two star, it's for product lines we've already anticipated. Uh, And so it's just been so fun and so fun to deliver what we, our vision was, you know, like people are like, thank you for doing this. We've always wear earbuds and I never knew they could be comfortable. It's amazing, Shay. Yeah, I think the product, the design is brilliant. It's like those subtle details like the tether or like the, you know, the ability to to hard plug in that you just, you wouldn't think, I mean, even when you said, you know, even when you say, oh, it's they're tethered, it's like, oh, well, that's a step back in technology. I've got, you know, mine, mine don't have a tether, but I'll tell you, it's like, be careful what you wish for. Cause I can't tell you how many times I had one time at one fell out. I was at a reservoir and it fell out of my ear cause I was sweaty mm-hmm. and, and it just like fell into like a big rock pile. I couldn't find it. Well, that's gone. Got to buy a new pair. You know, the, also the, I can't tell you how many times I'm like, I have one in one ear and one in the charger. Cause it's like, they're dying, they're dying and I'm trying time, to like yeah. charge one while I'm listening to one. It's, but with your battery life, with the tether, I mean, it's just so many brilliant choices. So I really and honestly, you on it's and so one of the reasons we were okay with launching with the tether because the true wireless is sort of the the buzzword right now. But the one of the reasons we did that is because the tether industry. So there's actually an industry that will tie. You know, you can buy a cable that will tie your two wireless earbuds together. Is huge growing industry, right? But I mean, to some extent, like it's a good business model for the earbud companies that have the true wireless because people lose them all the time. Like, and we have a whole, like, we have like a whole like Instagram spread of like all the ones we found on the ground. And in, in New York, they actually put up signs on the subway, like don't jump into the tracks to get your earbud. You will die. Oh my goodness. Like they have an actual oh sign. Like, <laughs> yeah. So you should put up an ad right next to it that says instead. Yeah. I'm like, can I get, and so Amazing. it is really nice to just be able to wear them around your neck and like you always have them. Yep. And the other reason I like it is because they work with your body heat. So if I have them against my chest, like under my t-shirt or whatever, they stay comfortable. They stay like sort of. Oh, silent. interesting. Um, can you switch out the tether too? Like if you wanted to buy an extra, in other words, like 66 hours of battery life, not that you need, but like, can you see, yes. I imagine, can you swap out the tether That's too? So funny, oh, cause I actually do that. Cause I have a test version right now that has, we were testing a different volume scheme schema. And so I've been switching them out, which is nice. I mean, like they're expensive, so you don't want to necessarily buy two, but we have a cable system that's coming out. That's more of a designer cable system where we want to give hundred percent of the profits to early childhood hood education or electronics is hard for the, the sustainability space. So donate to how we donate to the research around how we can re- start to recycle this stuff. Oh. But that, if we just haven't been able to produce it, but it's where it's coming. So we will have like a, okay. and that you can just buy that tether to put with your earbuds too. 
Very cool. Look, I could talk about this product all day long. It's so amazing. But what I really want to hear about as well, just kind of your advice. I mean, as just a tremendously accomplished founder in the ecosystem, we met. So for, for our listeners, Shay and I met at Denver Startup Week in the fall of 2019. Mm-hmm. And one thing I always admire about those events is the founders that get out there and show and throw themselves out there. And, and can you talk a little bit about that and just kind of your own personal philosophy as it relates to like meeting people, networking, and telling people about your idea when it was still very early? Yeah. I mean, well, first I want to give a plug to Denver Startup Week. That is the coolest event. So anyone that has a chance to go out to that, it's free. And I will say 90, 80 to 90% of the events I go to, I get something that is so valuable out of the, the presentation. So I really do appreciate Denver for doing that. But for me, I, you know, as long as I can talk about business and talk about how to grow things and, talk, you know, even meeting other founders and investors like you, like such a cool experience for me. Cause I do feel like a little bit, if you're an entrepreneur or an investor, you know, are maybe crazy a little bit. We have a little bit of craziness in us, right? Cause it takes so much <laughs> risk and it takes so much to do something like this. And you're essentially betting on inventing the future and how people are going to react to it and how a marketplace is going to react to it and you know what how the finances work which is all made up you know essentially you know because what, what we're doing is making our best educated guess and so there is an element of people who have a propensity to be in the startup space are just we're just a different crowd right and so i think we all have to stick together <laughs> So the startup weeks like that, I think I really appreciate it. And like, even like the Excel, few accelerators I've done, like it's just such a cool experience to get to know everyone. But it's interesting. I was thinking about that. Like you, at that time, I was just thinking about doing my first pre-seed round and you were in the middle of raising a fund. And so like, even though we're on totally different sides of it, you, we have the exact same experience. Like we're going through it and like essentially saying like, trust me bet on the future with me. (laughs) We can do this, you know, us crazies got to stick together. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's even funny. Like it is intense. Like the ups and downs are more intense than ever anything I've ever experienced. And like, you are literally rolling. It feels like you're not literally, but rolling a ball, a huge boulder that's bigger than you up a mountain. And so I do there are little things that I have to do. And I actually recently, I read the book, or I listened to the book, 10% Happier, which is really funny meditation book. And so I started meditating, but I also check myself like every morning if I'm, I'm like, if I could do anything in the world that I wanted to do, what would I do? And it still is this, like still making this company and delivering these earbuds to people and delighting their, delighting them and having this, them have this experience. There's nothing better, but it's intense. Right. Still. So I was joking the other day, I was on a panel and someone was like, what advice do you have to give to, you know, people who are thinking about becoming an entrepreneur? Like if you have a propensity to be a middle manager, do that because that life is way better balanced. It's way easier. (laughs) You come home and you're not thinking about it all the time. And so sometimes I miss. Well, thank you for sharing that. I mean, I love that concept of checking yourself and uh, it's important. It's important important because especially when you raise, you know, when you raise money, because then it's also then more than just you and you have investors, you have, you know, teammates, you have, you know, grow, you have employees as you grow that you're hiring. What talk, can you talk to us a little bit about that? Like, what was that journey like 
raising a seed round in Colorado and, you know. So, I mean, a little bit like my husband, I, I joke because when I first started Butterflies, I was either going to, I knew I didn't want to work in the corporate world anymore. So I was either going to go back and get my PhD in economics because I love economics or go and start butterflies. And so I took, acted like my husband was my board. And I was like, here are my two options. Like here's the pros and cons. And then here's my business plan for butterflies. And he was like, listen, you know, we're already paying for your last graduate school. Let's, you know, you love business. So why don't you do the startup thing? And it turns out that's way more expensive. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and he really screwed himself on that. And, but I have a fear of speaking in public. So I did sign up for this public or pitch class because I wanted to know what goes into the structure of a pitch. So I want to know how people talk about business, you know, startup businesses. So I was like, oh, I'll do this investor hosted pitch class within the investment investor were RVC, which is a big fund out in the West, Rockies Venture Club. And I went to it and at the time it was one of the principals and he was like, why don't you, why don't you see if you want to get a round of funding? And I'm like, oh, I'm not at that stage yet. And, and I can't, and then I can't, I like worked, reworked my pitch and I came back and did pitch it again. And he's like, I really think you should at least sign up for our accelerator to see if this is something that's interesting you. And I got a ton of interest at that when we did that pitch day. So that sort of, I mean, I, that sounds, I don't mean to be cavalier because it's very hard to do, but it did sort of fall into it that, okay, like we're going to do this. Like we have a viable product here that has huge potential. And that's a great kind of, you know, little piece of tidbit or takeaway for founders. I mean, it, it sounds like First of all, you were humble enough to recognize this is something I need to do better. I need to overcome this fear of speaking in public. So I'm going to do something about it. Like number one, like taking action and having humility, you did it. And then that uniquely leads to the serendipity of interest. And so it's like sometimes the things you set out to do and conquer and end up taking you to a place that is exactly where you need to be in order to you know, grow yeah. the business or go to the next step. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. And then, I mean, I, it sort of felt, I mean, it's a ton of work, so I do not want to make light of how much work it is to raise around and how to get everything organized. But you know, that we also did, we went to a pitch event in Telluride. And when I was in Telluride, we, because we're going after this particular like spoken word, audiobooks, podcasts, Zoom calls, I had gone out one night and was just with some locals that we had met. And I was sitting next to this woman who was a residential architect. And and she's like, what do you do? And I was like, oh, we're here for a funding event. We have a startup. We have a headphone company that is going after long-term comfort. And our primary focus is audiobooks and podcasts. And she's like, oh, do you know and a huge CEO of probably one of the biggest, most recognizable brands in this space. And I was like, yes, of course I know who that is. <laughs> and she, and this is not a Colorado company. And she's like, oh, I built his house for him. And I was like, oh, where's that? You know, <laughs> I'm like, in Tellery, I don't know if you've been to Tellery, but if, if you're on the mountain, if your house is on the mountain, Tellery, you don't ever drive into town. You just take the free gondola into town. Oh, right. So right. I, I've never been there, but I've oh, heard about it. There is a beautiful place. Yeah. But so I was like, all right, well, I'm here for 10 days. So I rode the gondola because he, I found out his house was on the mountain. So, and I knew he was in town. And so I rode the gondola for like five, four, five days and just 
set that up as my office and like it got a little awkward with lifties you know like they're like are you gonna stay on still like yeah you know like in my office was like (laughs) the most beautiful place on earth I and so I never ended up running into him but then at the at the very end of that event I had a pitch and then they had an investor meet and greet in a bar and I walked to the back of the bar and he's in the back of the bar and I was like I just had a glass of wine and I was like hey so I want you to know, first, thank you for all you've done for me, because I really appreciate you. And you don't even know this, because he's also a writer. He's written a bunch of books. I'm like, I've read every one of your books, and you're essentially my mentor, even though you don't know me. Um, <laughs> and, and I was like, and by the way, I built my company to make your product 10 times more enjoyable. <laughs> and he's like, wow, okay. what, a, what was the reaction? How do you react to that? I can't imagine. You know, and I'm sure he gets pitched all the time. And he's like, okay, fine. You can have my card. And I thought like, oh, it's just, I got his card. <laughs> and that, put it in a frame, yeah, put yeah, it in the conference room. Yeah. Um, but then he started vetting us. So he actually, that CEO and founder came in on our pre-seed round. So that was crazy. And that helped a ton, like sort of build the momentum. And then, and we once again putting yourself yeah. out there. I mean, I I actually so speaking of the butterfly effect, I bet had you not ridden that gondola a thousand times or whatever, I bet that it wouldn't have for some reason you would have not ended up in the back of that bar. Right. Yeah. I, I mean that's kind of a silly way. But I mean put you put yourself yeah. out there and look what happened. Yeah. That's amazing, yeah. Shay. That's such a great story. Yeah. That's yeah. fun. Well, so it's not all rainbows and butterflies like what there's got to like what are some of the challenges what are some of the hardships i mean it it's hard because and i have an amazing team and could not have done it without my team but you know for a long time no one was paid and to find someone that it that it you know can get you to you know we're up against the giants here like creating like something and so we've took us a long time to find the right engineering partners and, and manufacturers and people who would work with us at our volume levels. And so, and like, still, I, it, the learning curve is so intense. I mean, I'm a lifelong learner, so I love, that's that's mm-hmm. where I get the enjoyment out of it. But it, it there's times where I'm like, I, I can't go on. And so- What keeps you motivated through those sorts of times? I mean- How do you get the inspiration? I get- uh, I, know. I mean, for me, the thing, getting this into people's hands and having them enjoying it has been way cooler than I ever anticipated. And I feel like you, and like, and those moments where I like, I'm on an airplane and I see people wearing them. I'm like, oh my, this is happening. Right. But there are times where I'm like, I cannot take the pressure anymore. And so I will actually declare that I'm quitting on a Friday and be like, I'm sorry, I quit my job. And like, <laughs> my husband be like, okay. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I'll tell my friends, like, I have to mentally quit. Because there's times where you have to take it off. Sure. And then on Sunday, yeah. he'll gently be like, oh, so are you going to go into work tomorrow? But you need, yeah. you know, and so, and I actually, that's the other thing. I have in a pretty incredible board and a group of mentors and mm-hmm. investors around us. And, you know, there's a lot of people who are like, don't get investors. Don't, you know, if you can help it, don't get investment. But to me, the investors have been one of the most enjoyable parts of this because I have a ton of resources around me that I wouldn't otherwise have that who have a vested interest in my company growing. Having those people be part of the company and 
I can reach out to them. Or when I send out my investor updates, I have a ton of people say, you know, I'll ask for things in there and people will write me back and like, try this and I'll get texts and like, just to have that resource pool. And like, even, I mean, there's things that I don't like the fundraising side of things, or I don't know enough about it. So I don't know how to to sort of strategically plan for it. Right. So when I'm doing capital raises and stuff and like we've had, we had a bunch, which is super lucky, but inbound interest the summer to the point where we ended up opening a convertible note round just because we had super high end investors who wanted to be part of it. And like, you can't, you know, like Mm -hmm. these were like sand hell road type investors. And, but a little bit that can be nerve wracking. And I had, big companies like Sony and Samsung's investment funds, like really vetting us hard. And I finally was like, no. And like, in order for me to know, I had to call like 10 of my investors and be like, okay, I'm going to say no until we're at a different stage of this. Because even though I'd love to piggyback up their supply chain, I also feel like we need to establish ourselves in, you know, we need, we will become the Kleenex, if you will, of the spoken word category. Mm-hmm. Um, and we need to mm-hmm. establish that before we go big. So How, that's fascinating. I mean, to me, that's it's also did that create stress in terms of, you know, are they actually interested or are they just poking around to see what we're up yeah. to or look, trying to figure out what how we're innovating? Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, one of them. How did you manage that? Yeah, it cre- creates stress. Right. So, you, you know, I get so excited about what we're doing and what the potential is. And, and you sort of have to rein it in that regard. I mean. One of our biggest investors has insight into all the other guys too, right? So that even with those guys, I was nervous. And I mean, that one of them, an LP was following us from that fund and he, and I didn't know he was part of that fund. I thought he was just an angel investor and he was so cool. Like he's just the coolest guy on earth. And for months he'd been writing me and be like, I tried these earbuds. I tried these suck. I, you know, I hate these. I've tried to, I got the custom earbuds, which is like a $2,000 earbud that gets molded to your ear, but it comes back in a hard state. And so it, it misses the point, right? Cause the, yeah. it, you constantly yep. have that friction. And so, and then he, he, we had a box, uh, our box manufacturer bumped us right when we were coming, right when we were about to start delivering to customers, our box manufacturer bumped oh. us, which is, I mean, honest, like they have Apple, they have all the big guys. So super painful, but you can't deliver product without the box. And he, this guy wrote me before I knew who he was and was like, Hey, just send them to me. I just need to try them. And, and I was like, okay, well, I don't have the box. He's like, send them to me without the box. <laughs> So, Ziploc bags. Yeah. <laughs> so I sent it to him and he went dark on me like 15 days. And I was like, this is my buddy. I didn't know he was like a big time VC. I, I was like, this is my buddy. Like he hates him, you know? And then he calls me and he's like, Shay, this is the best first physical product I've ever tried coming off the line. I cannot believe you guys pulled this off. These are hands down the most comfortable earbuds I've ever tried. I've been wearing them all day. I wore them underneath my motorcycle helmet and (laughs) the microphone's awesome. I talk to my wife on the phone all the time when I'm traveling. Like I was just like, I was like, God, I like wanted to start crying. Like I almost couldn't handle the pressure of like that good because it's been such, so much work, like to the point where like our factories, you know, like I, we kept getting bumped, bumped on the factory line. So I would call them like, listen, our whole team will come out and sweep, like clean your facility. If you just get the night crew on our product and they'll be like, fine. You know, and I have like one of my, no one way. of our parts. So you did that? Yeah. Your team no, did they that? Did, they ended up doing it. Like, fine, oh, we'll get it on the okay. night line. But I see. Um, 
they didn't knew call you were, me they knew how much how important <laughs> yeah. it was and then Amazing. we had like one um one of our parts one of the very sophisticated parts it's tiny little piece that comes out of nor of norway and i was like i need ten thousand you've got to send me ten thousand he's like no we're shut down and i was like you got to and he's like no the you know the facility shut down he's like well and i was like can i fly out there like what can i do and like this is when we were the i would be hard for me to get to norway because of the pandemic right and he was like all right listen my brother-in-law lives down there and I'll ask him if he'll go into the facility and grab the part. Well, so he goes into the facility. I mean, like James Bond operation or something. It felt like like, I was just like every single (laughs) bit was like that for a while, you know, and like he went in and got the parts for us and shipped it to us, you know? And so I was like, it was like one thing after another, but you just have to keep plugging and finding different ways and being creative and like, but I have no leverage, you know? So a lot of times I'm like, just being like trying to be like super nice and like hey you know order ordering cupcakes to the you know their office <laughs> such a journey mm-hmm. unbelievable what about your team i know i mean you're such an amazing leader i imagine you've attracted just some unbelievable people and some a great built a great culture can you tell us a little bit about yeah your i team? mean i have such a cool group of people who have been with me for a long period of time and you know what i found is and it's different so when i worked in the corporate space like you know i had big teams underneath me with everyone who's an expert, expertise, had expertise. We brought people in and had to sort of replace them that had more expertise in what we're looking for. And what we found is in a startup, it's just such a different beast and it's such a different thing. And like, you have to be in it for the growth, like pure and simple. We now only vet for like, how do you have a curious mind? Are you going to, you know, are you going to be like, curious about finding new ways to do things or this, you know, that kind of stuff. And then are you passionate about what we're doing here and, and, you know, the potential that we have? And then we find people to support them. So whether like we hire a digital agency to help with advertising or, or, you know, whatever it is, but we, I know that I can trust the team that's leading it. So that, which is different than what I've done in the past. And it, you know, it's not easy when we haven't been in an office. And I think there's a lot of rapport that's missed from not being in an office. And we don't have a huge team, but we do say we have this small but mighty group of people who are set to change this, set out to change this industry for the better, right? Like everyone should be doing it the way we're doing it because it would be that much better of an experience. And so I'm okay with that. You know, like, even if like we got to a point where we have a DDC company for a few years and then we go to a white label or, you know, whatever it is. And then we call it the butterflies inside. That's fine. Cause it is our pat. We really do want everyone to have access to these. So on that note, where, is there anything else you could tip us on a little bit in terms of where you're headed, current plan? Is there going to be another product in the future or you know, generally what's the next stage of... Yeah. So, I mean, right now we're working on a, we knew this was going to happen. We just didn't go to market with it, but we had a, the small ear canal. So we're technically an in-ear monitor. And so the smaller ear canal is the number one reason why people have exited this, exited the market. So stopped wearing earbuds because they're the, the actual fit issue, not the comfort issue, but the, the fit issue. So we're about to launch a small earbud size. So we'll have two, two options for the regular. And we need, I was thinking this morning, we have to come up with a better name for that. Like 
fantastically regular. <laughs> no one wants to be the regular size. <laughs> and then a smaller earbud size. So that's coming out. We're, you know, we have some really cool colors. I told you about the cable system that's going to be a cloth cable system that will come out that is more designer. And then we have, a, we've been working for about a year on a hardware software integration that is specifically geared to, to this use case, um, which is really fun and sophisticated. Actually, I talked to you about it. One time I, when you and I first met, I think you and I were talking about how we do the subscription pricing for that. That that conversation is basically what has driven all of our pricing schemas against that. So thank you for that. Amazing. Yeah, Wes, I really well, I got every once in a while, I get lucky, yeah. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, Very yeah, cool. So actually, we've been working on that for a long time. We're really excited about it. We've been testing it in the marketplace and people are really excited about that feature set. That will probably come out in March right now is what the plan is. That is the next thing. And then, you know, we'll have the true wireless and then the we're also going to have a wired version. We don't right now sell the the. Oh, pure wire. Pure wire. Well, it'll still have the cable system, so you can upgrade to buy the cable if you want. But we don't have a lower price point right now, so that one will come out. So ah. people who just want to test it and see if this works for their lifestyle. So yeah, and then we're going to get closer to 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 an experience where you can replace the phone. So that's all right. Case. Well, yeah. maybe on the next episode. Yeah. 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 Awesome. That's great, Shay. Well, the last question I have for you, and I'm only going to ask it because you tipped me in this direction with your passion for what you do and what gets you up every day. If butterflies were to shut down for a week and you could do anything with your time, but we weren't allowed to work, how would you spend that week? What would you do? I mean, I would want to, I would go on a, okay, my perfect thing is in Someone told us that in Austria, there is a hut to hut system. Like we have like the 10th mountain division system in Colorado, but the huts are like three and four star huts. <laughs> so it's not like the ones here. And then you can either hike or cross country ski or skin from hut to hut. And then you get there mm-hmm. and it's like a cute Austrian, you know, hut that has yeah. like delicious food and stuff. So I would spend all 10 days there and I take my whole family and my kids are super into skiing and skinning and stuff. So have us all go together. And that would be my ideal. Super. Yeah. What about you? We all got it. We all got to relax. What would I do? Nobody ever asks me that question. I would probably, I really enjoy spending one-on-one time with my family. So I definitely want to spend it with my Mm -hmm. family. But I think I would want to spend individual time with everybody, you know, a day or two with That's my wife great. doing the kind of stuff she likes, a day with each of my daughters, day with my son. And they each have their own things that they get into. So that's kind of like my ideal. I, I love that kind of one-on-one time. I, with I honestly feel are, a little love, guilty because so. that is such a good idea. And we, we have three kids too. So we were just thinking like, we got to spend individual time with each one of them because they all are so cool. And it's just, yeah. and like being able to explore explore them individually rather than always being the, our three boys. So yeah, <laughs> that's really yeah. cool. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to wrap up here and then give you a chance to plug, but this is going to be a very meta wrap up because I'm sure someone has been listening to this podcast <laughs> on those plastic earbuds, uh, ear pods, whatever <laughs> that are hurting their ears. And, you know, I'm just saying, Maybe you want to might want to try something a little bit better with a little bit better sound quality because uh, there's amazing founders like yourself that are innovating out there. So 
you know, for someone that's determined, passionate, shows up again and again, I just want to thank you for all you're doing, you know, in, in Colorado and, and just at, at large as a founder in our ecosystem. Thanks for being on the yeah, show. Yeah, thanks. And thanks for having me. And Les, also what you guys are doing for entrepreneurs out there. And I mean, honestly, I truly believe America is better because of our entrepreneurial spirit. And it, it wouldn't be possible without people like you raising $80 million funds to help us get there. Right. So thank you for all you do. I appreciate, I appreciate that. And I, and I couldn't agree with you more. There's so much special things that founders are doing every day that keeps our country great. Yeah, so, so can you please tell our audience where they can find you and butterflies online? So butterflies.com is the only place we're selling right now, which is B-U-D, like earbuds, B-U-D-E-R-F-L-Y-S. We say one D, no T's, but you can also hit me up on LinkedIn. If you're an entrepreneur and just want to chat with other entrepreneurs, always hit me up on LinkedIn at Shay Gerhart, and I'd love to help in any way I can. Awesome, Shay. Thanks yeah, so much. Yeah, sure. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Found in the Rockies. You can find links in the show notes or go to our podcast page at nextfrontiercapital.com to get links and contact information for today's guests. If you like what you heard and want more, please rate, review, and subscribe to get notified as our new episodes drop. We'll see you next time.